श्रीराघवम दशरथात्मजमे सीतापति One day, the student hermit Kaustu, disciple of Varathantu, came to the court after finishing his studies. He prayed to the king. to help him in securing the thanks offering which he had to submit to his preceptor ragu gave him the money that he wanted kaustu was happy that the gift he received was pure collected from the people without causing them any distress and paid by them gladly and gratefully for ragu did not collect even a paisa more than was absolutely needed as he was ever afraid of the anger of god the money was also handed over with great love and consideration and so kaustu was overwhelmed by joy and gratefulness his heart was full and he spoke lovingly to the king may you be blessed soon with a son who will achieve worldwide fame with this he left the presence of the ruler True to his words, ten months later, Raghu was blessed with a son, dazzling like a diamond. The rites of baptism and naming were performed by the palace priests. He was named Ajha. He was a very charming babe. He grew into a sprightly boy, eager to learn all the arts and sciences. He became an adept in each of them. His fame as a great scholar and a very accomplished lad spread throughout the land. In course of time, Raghu also felt his father's urge to place on the princess's head the burden of the scepter 
and himself retired into the forest for the contemplation of God. He too called on the ministers to arrange for the transfer of authority by means of the rite of coronation and to synchronize that rite with the marriage of Aja with a suitable bride. Indumati, the sister of Pojaraja, the ruler of Magadha, was the bride chosen to be the life partner of Aja. After the installation of Aja on the throne, the royal parents left for their forest hermitage. Aja with the queen as his loving partner won the loyalty of the subjects by his wisdom and sympathy. They scrupulously followed the advice given by Raghu on the ways and means of administration. Aja loved and revered the world and its inhabitants as the reflections and images of the Indomati he loved so deeply. So, he was full of happiness and exaltation. They used to spend days and weeks in beautiful sylvan retreats admiring the glory and grandeur of nature. Meanwhile, the queen gave birth to a son. The parents were overjoyed at this happy event. They had the news communicated to their revered preceptor, Vasishta. They wanted ceremonial rites to be done for the newborn baby. He was named Dasharatha. Dasharatha was indeed the pet of everyone who saw him and who had the privilege of fondling him. The child waved and tossed its limbs about as if he was all joy. It appeared as if he was fed on ananda, bliss, and as if it lived only for imparting ananda to all. One day, Aja and Indumati betook themselves into the forest, as was their wont for recreation in the lap of nature. The silence and the sublimity of that day were even more appealing than on other days. They sat in the shade of a tree and conversed endearingly when a wind rose heavy and strong. It brought a fragrance, sweet beyond description. And they could hear the captivating strains of divine music. They rose and searched all around them for the cause of these mysterious gifts. They found high above their heads, between the clouds, in the sky, Narada, the mantle sun, Manasaputra of Brahma, moving fast somewhere. Even as they were watching him, a flower from the wreath he was wearing on his stuff unloosened itself and wafted by the wind, it fell right on the top of the head of Indumati. Aja was amazed at this incident, but he was shocked to find that the queen fell instantly on the ground in a faint and closed her eyes forever. The death of the woman he loved as intimately as his own breath caused desperate grief to the ruler. His lamentation shook the forest from end to end. The earth quaked in sympathy 
the trees stood still rooted in wonder at the sorrow that filled the royal heart and overflowed it narada heard the wail of the king his sobs and groans as he wept over the corpse of his beloved he came down to console his agony raja he said sorrow is no avail when death strikes the body is prone to birth and death what brings about birth brings about death too to seek to know why they happen is an exercise in insanity the acts of god are beyond the cause and effect chain ordinary intellects cannot unravel them they can at best guess the reason as far as their faculties can reach how can the intellect grasp something which is out of its domain death is inevitable for each embodied being however since the death of indumati is resonant with strangeness i have to tell you its reason listen in former days the sage thranabindu was engaged in extreme ascetism and indra resolved to test his attainments and the depth of his equanimity he dispatched a divine enchantress named harini to attract him into the world of sensualism but the sage was immune to her wiles and remained unaffected he opened his eyes and said you do not seem to be an ordinary woman you are perhaps a godly damsel well whoever you are you must suffer the penalty for resolving to execute a foul deed and nefarious plan be born as a human being fallen from heaven learn what is it to be a mortal human cursing her thus the sage closed his eyes and plunged into meditation again harini shook with fear and shed profuse tears of repentance she prayed for pardon and for cancellation of her exile from heaven she pleaded pathetically for the removal of the curse at this the sage melted a little and said oh weak one it is not possible for me to retake my words but i shall indicate an occasion when you will be released listen the moment a flower from heaven drops on your head your human frame will fall and you can return to heaven indumati is that divine damsel and she has found her release this day when a flower i wore fell on her she rid herself of the curse why grieve over this it is of no avail narada spoke on the duties of a monarch and his responsibility and the example he must set before all he spoke of the evanescent nature of life and the mystery of death the ultimate fate of all beings that are born after this narada wended his way across the sky unable to save his beloved aja performed the obsequies and reached the capital city he was heavy with grief only prince dasharatha 
could give him consolation and renew his will to live. He spent his days in extreme sadness. Since Dasharatha was now a full-grown youth, Aja made him the king and himself sat on the bank of the Sarayu river, bent on fulfilling the vow of non-acceptance of food. Denying himself the sustenance to continue, he caused his life to ebb away. As soon as Dasharatha heard the news, he hastened quickly to the Sarayu river and bewailed the loss of his dear father. He arranged for the funeral without delay and felt some relief that his father had given up life through a ritualistic vow. He drew some strength from this fact and resumed his duties as a ruler with full mastery of all his varied faculties. Within a short time, the fame of Dasharatha illumined all quarters like the rays of the rising sun. He had the intrepidity and skill of ten charioteers rolled into one and so the name Dasharatha, the ten chariot hero, was found appropriate. No one could stand up against the onrush of his mighty chariot. Every contemporary ruler, mortally afraid of his prowess, paid homage to his throne. The world extolled him as a hero without equal, a paragon of virtue, a statesman of highest stature. End of chapter 2 Sairam दशरथ नंदन 